Recording in progress. All right. And it said, I'll go ahead and keep that audio in there. Recording in progress. All right. So, Phoenix Kalita wanted to see uh, Greg Locke real quick and fast here. I did? Yes. If we can sew it back together by Sunday, or even if we can do it at all. We're probably looking, just from the pictures and the video that I saw, if the stuff's not salvageable, we're probably looking at about $100,000 of damage. I mean, we're talking about our speakers, our screens, our trussing, our lights, the brand new sound system. We just had it replaced. Last Sunday was the first time we had it. <laughs> I told you God smited. Nigga, the Lord giveth. Shit. He tooketh away, boy. Right? That's Jesus doesn't get. like him. <laughs> <coughs> but the tent... Uh, the tent didn't fare so well, and so our security was there. They've taken some pictures. My wife's been over there. Uh, some of our staff are already on the way. We have some men that help work on our tent that uh, are heading that way now to assess the situation. It blew down the entire right side, which you have to understand. In a tent that large, the canvas is so heavy that what that did is then that pulled down the weight of the trussing and the stage. Of course, on the trussing was all of our speakers and our lighting and all of our yeah greg Locke's tent went down i mean sadder things have happened yeah i guess really i might as well just not even cover greg Locke for a while now <laughs> he ain't got no damn tent <laughs> like what the fuck are we supposed to do oh no oh no well guys as you can tell we have a lot going on the campus here at global vision bible church we literally have one two three four five six seven eight machines going at one time that's a lot of time a lot of energy a lot of rock beating and a lot of money but god just i was waiting for that a lot of money mm -hmm. like when's he gonna say money say it say money all right this was posted four days ago this is what he was doing new year's eve okay trying to get that get that money back in order hmm right them insurance claims coming in <laughs> lots of uh donations lots of donations god like you wonder if the guys probably own those uh those uh those tractors and Maybe. whatnot yeah and he probably just has straight up free labor probably to get his yeah. business back up and running i could see it he's providing because he promised that he would we've literally gone through four tenths in 2021 going into 2022 this is the last Maybe day of 2021 i cannot believe we're already through then. Wait. God is trying to tell you something. I only knew about this tent. He lost four tents. So he loses a tent every quarter? Yes. So he has a quarterly tent report? Yes. In his paperwork. Mm -hmm. They go over tent loss in the meetings. But also like, so God keeps fucking up his tent every three months and the congregation is like, yeah, this is the guy. God likes him. Why wouldn't he be the guy? Check him out. Christmas and already in the New Year's, it's mind-blowing, but the Lord is good. The Lord is good. So we've gone through four tents now to having no tent. Tomorrow, Lord willing, Lord willing, will be our final service in the parking lot. Kind of come with me here through the mud, and uh, you can see our big stadium cathedral outdoors down there. And uh, I don't know, we, we've taken a few yeah, chairs a back because obviously rocks. it's so cold. You kind of lose a little bit of the... No, that is a stadium cathedral. It is a pile of rocks. A pile of rocks? Yes. Those are stones of freedom. Oh my God. Yes. They're not. Yes. The no. boulders of America. Proud, and so we still have like a thousand people coming in the parking lot every single weekend. Tomorrow's supposed to be super cold, but the Lord's gonna work it all out, so we're super excited, but Lord willing. <laughs> people are gonna die of hypothermia. The Lord isn't working.
crashing your tents. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh my god, and if it's cold, people get like the sniffles and shit. Mm-hmm. And there's the the Omnicron. Uh-uh. It's, no, it's gonna fake. be Omni. It's fake. <laughs> False flag. Alright, so there's your main man, Greg Locke. So we did want to do some Kelly Earnby. Kelly Earnby did not fare too well with the COVID virus. And Kelly Earnby was anti-vax and anti-mandate. And I posted up some funny screenshots from uh, conservatives on YouTube, on the Twitter, kind of at William J. Jack. But for here, we're going over to um, your good homegirl, Ellis. Oh, Lindsay Ellis. Yes. Yeah. Let's see. (laughs) what, What did you know this Lindsay Ellis for? Um, making like mediocre white ally videos on YouTube. Oh, was that okay? Yeah, I thought they did film reviews. Uh, yeah, they do. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but you know. Okay, but because like that was their thing because well. they were one of those white people who like they were always insisting that like their perspective was coming from like essentially like a white woke perspective, right? Of like very deep in their allyship and they talk about like Black Lives Matter and periodically talk about like, um, you know, like unfairness in the criminal justice system and things like that. So like saying all the talking points, but yeah, you know. And so and um and so I was I was like I, I don't know if I'm gonna cover this. I might just tinker around with it in the YouTube comment sections as I have, and they are very displeased with me. Mm-hmm. Like apparently I'm cruel. You're mean. You hurt a white woman's feelings. Uh, they'll have you know that they're not white. They're Mexican, which is, is? An, is an ethnicity, not a country. Who and, is Mexican? Uh, one of the people in the comment section. But they, 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 what up? Oh, just, that's such a weird thing to say. Like when someone, you know, we're talking about racism. Someone's like, but I'm a quarter, blah, blah, blah. Shut up. Just shut up. You're not helping anything. Yeah. And there's white people from and in Mexico. Again, Mexican is not an ethnicity. All right. So, and I was showing um, Phoenix a Lance of the Surf Times, who you've never really watched with me before. I, uh, right. I, I, I looked at the Surf Times myself. I got it from um, from homie over at the Patreon. Mm-hmm. And, like, I followed the show, and I'm like, oh, it's amusing. They, they had that really funny one with the C word. The guy's getting banned for saying oh, cracker right. on Twitch. Right, right. And they had that funny-ass ending to the episode where they played the music from um, Curb Your Enthusiasm. And then I'm like, cause I'm looking at the way uh, this cat Lance is covering this. And like, I'm like, this shit is funny style. And mm-hmm. I play it for Phoenix and Phoenix is like, I don't like this guy. And I Phoenix don't is like him. Making a prediction <laughs> in two <laughs> years, some bad shit is coming out about this guy. I don't like him. I don't like him. All right. So let's actually, uh, let's play jump around a little bit. Like where Lance is, um, is reading, um, the piece that Lindsay Ellis wrote and put up and Lance also uh, apparently like the stretch the stretch the twitch business model is a uh, play something that somebody else did and then stop and talk over it right which is kind of like what we do but it's like we do more like reaction to a hot take mm-hmm. or like reaction to a clip from a show but like they'll really just be like playing someone's whole episode or segment right which i don't think is like plagiarism it's just a, it's an ill style i don't think it requires a lot of show prep definitely not no 
All right, so let's uh, let's just hop right into it. I like Phoenix's reaction to Lance. Respect. Um, and I think the the thing with cancel culture that I always try to emphasize is that there's a lot of people who get canceled online all the time just by virtue of existing. I think that's one of my favorite things. First off, he thinks cancel culture exists. Right, like who is being canceled? I need receipts. Yeah, and like, and so far what is being canceled now is this Lindsay Ellis, who um, their Patreon, since he put this video up, has gone from 8,000 to 11,000 subscribers. But also like, quitting is not being canceled. Again, being canceled implies that something someone else is doing to you, saying, fuck you guys, I'm going home. Like, I'm taking my ball and I don't want to play anymore is not being canceled. That's quitting. You're a quitter. Yeah, like, show me the email that YouTube sent you that said, you know, we're owned by Google and Twitter is searchable on Google. And we saw the comments that folks left about you and we believe them wholeheartedly. You see, we at Google that own YouTube, we just we don't we don't believe white women. All right. We think that white women are not virtuous. We do not believe in white supremacy. Mm-hmm. And as far as we're concerned, due to these people of color mouthing off on Twitter and being problematic, we're canceling you. <laughs> Show the screenshots of that email. Or did you quit? Or did you claim to quit? And really, you're just transferring. Yeah. Right? Everybody pops up with a sub stack or whatever the new fucking thing mm-hmm. is. Like, you're just transferring over. New business model, new hustle. Yep. You know, um, and so I am not against calling out larger creators. I know uh-huh. I'm, I'm just trying to nuance my way through this whole but. thing, but I'm not a. But hey, that his butt is fast, isn't it? It's not like an Obama butt, Mm-mm. right? That was some Sonic the Hedgehog shit. See how swift that one came in. Um, and so I am not against calling out larger creators. I know I'm, I'm just trying to nuance my way through this whole thing, but I'm not against calling out. Uh, larger creators. Again, I think that is a healthy practice and people should call out larger... I mean, I do that for a living. Um, it, it's In this instance, I think that the uh, the call-outs were uh, unwarranted. Uh, and not only... Un- and one thing I kept saying while Phoenix is watching this, I'm like, he won't stop fucking smiling. Yeah. Like, I mostly hear the podcast now while I'm walking around at, at work. Mm-hmm. But, like, when I do look at the YouTube, I'm like... This nigga never stops fucking smiling. How can you talk about this horrific shit? Like, we do our jokes and laugh, and then I go to an episode, I'm talking about climate change, and I'm not laughing anymore. I'm hitting the table because of sea level rise. Right. He never stops grinning. Because he's not serious. Unwarranted, I think they were misdirected. I think you're using the power of collective outrage against a target that that um, is not... And Some, yeah, while you go, this is a chance oh. for me to look at your decibels. Yeah. So keep in mind something that he said like right now is that um, he doesn't disapprove of call outs. He just doesn't think this was done the right way, but he doesn't actually define what a call out is. So the way he's framing this, anytime he feels like a call out is personally unjustified to him. It's now like a justified argument because he never actually really defined what a call out is. Hmm. No, mm-hmm. I think uh, I think uh, someone on YouTube would hear that comment. They would say you're being unfair. Yeah, I am. And what? <laughs> Not trying to oppress you is my point. That's yes. That is the best way to work. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah. We kind of cut in on what he said right there. He said, um. You're putting too much energy to someone who's not trying to oppress you. Allegedly. Rage against a target that is not trying to oppress you. 
is my point. That's yes. And then also like the word outrage, that's that word just has disingenuous written all over it. Everyone is not outraged. Mm-hmm. I remember somebody uh like you know when you're like uh, like in the early days of Facebook and you're like you're like these are my Facebook friends. Let me mm-hmm. check in on them. And somebody said something about like everyone's out the mob is outraged and in an uproar mm-hmm. and i was like i just got home from the grocery store no one out is in a rage no one <laughs> up is in a roar mm-hmm. and like a day later i went to check and i was like unfriended <laughs> Fucking, all their posts were friends only and it's like people really want anyone who disagrees with them you have to imagine them screaming at their screen mm-hmm. but i also i don't like what he said um just because even like the way he says that, well, she's not trying to oppress you. Well, nigga, how the fuck do you know that? Hmm. Right. You're just saying that shit to say that shit because she's kind of sort of lefty. Yeah. But like, that's the thing though, because like that, and, you know, and that really is a thing. Like, y'all want to talk about? She's such a great ally. Like, I need um very specific examples of what she's doing to fight oppression because there is a very fine line, and it's one that, frankly, I'm tired of trying to parse out between. Um, openly oppressing someone versus, um, you know, allowing them to be oppressed. Like, what is she actually doing to fight systemic racism? Like, yeah, I know she makes YouTube videos and shit, but like... Yeah, that's what YouTube videos do. But like, you know, like, can I trust you in person? Can I trust you as a person? She hasn't um, passed any of the... paperwork? She hasn't passed any of those tests for me, so no, I can't sit here and say that she's not trying to oppress me or she's not complicit in oppression of various marginalized groups, because I have no evidence of that. Leave plausible deniability in 2021. Yes, that is the best way to word all this. There, there you go. Using the power of collective outrage, but not against someone who's actively trying to uh, oppress you. That, that's it. All I know is that being in the public eye is a losing game, and I regret all of it. I regret every time I've ever stood up for anyone. It always backfires. I regret it. I regret every time I stood up. Right. So you told me she's not trying to oppress me, but now because someone was mean to her on Twitter, causing her to gain 3,000 Patreon followers, and she quit, now she regrets ever helping people? And you wanted me to believe two minutes ago that she is not complicit in other people's oppression. But when she gets mad, fuck you. I'm, I'm sorry I ever helped you. Okay. Mm-hmm. All I did for you people. Mm. It's like every single generation of white woman says that shit. Mm-hmm. Every single fucking generation. Every time I pushed back against something unjust, it was always just used to hurt me. I regret every time I stood up for myself and never did this correctly. I regret every time that I showed any vulnerability. Just more ammunition to be used against uh, the latter. I regret every time I tried to play the game with peers and colleagues. They will drop you a second if you aren't popular on Twitter anymore. It's all hollow and brittle. And if there's one thing Who, I've learned You have 11,000 Patreon followers. You're quite popular. No, if anyone dislikes me, everyone dislikes me. Right, and that's that white mentality, uh, mm-hmm. white pathology, if you might see it, because um, everything is a zero-sum game to them. Yeah. As soon as I have one less bite of chocolate cake, you took all my chocolate cake. Mm-hmm. But again, that's also interesting, tying into what he said. She's not trying to oppress you. Are you sure? How Again, how the fuck do you know? Because mm. this is some sketchy-ass behavior for a person who doesn't believe in oppression. Well... And I'm and I'm gonna just call Lance a white man because look at him. I can he's see his white face, man. Yeah. yeah, but he, he's one of those white men that like when you disagree with him, he's like, hey, whoa, whoa, Mom Dukes is indigenous. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Warren is also indigenous, sir. Mm-hmm. 
appears how eminently expendable I am. The good, the progressive, cis, straight, wealthy white men keep on trucking and coming out top because deep down, you know, the systems they oppress to stand on ultimately exist to benefit them. This is a pretty good uh, summary of the whole thing. The good, progressive, cis, straight, wealthy white men keep on trucking and coming out on top because deep down they know that the systems they profess to stand against ultimately exist to benefit them. And to all the people telling me I need to grow thicker skin or remove myself from the conversation, you're right. I don't have any means to do the former, so I shall do the latter. I hope your new year is better than this. Um, yeah, he kind of rambles speed reads through that. He does, but the whole thing is just some woe is me white woman tears. Everyone's being mean to me and I'm really sad about it. And because I can't have my way and you guys won't stop being mean, I am leaving forever that's basically what she said no you're not but i have to say that the timing of this is so interesting to me because this is relatively recent but keep in mind some of the other stories that we've heard uh recently right just about white women being white women right like there was that white woman who was on the jury of uh the black truck driver who originally got the 110 year sentence because the brakes failed and she made a whole twitter thread about it and people were like well, but women, white women don't have systemic power. It was the judge who sentenced him. It's not her fault she convicted him for some shit he didn't do, right? Like this like really um, wild ass defending white women's behavior no matter what it is because they don't have power. That's exactly like this, but woe is me. I don't have any real power. It's the white men who have all the power. You have by default that many Patreon subscribers, 11,000 and it's a $2,000 a month minimum. How much money you're pulling in, you are making more than like 80% of the country talking about, I don't have any power. Give away the money then. If, if money's not giving you power, give it away. You don't need it. Give it away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, I'm so, I'm so tired of it. Well, they got, they got to give it away to contractors adding uh-huh. on a, a pool room, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's just yeah, it's just like this eternal thing about any time a white woman does something and gets critiqued, it's you, it's misogyny. You can't blame me. I don't have systemic power. I don't have as much privilege as a white man. And it's like, but you're still being an asshole. So, all right, just don't do that. Well, we're getting outside of the letter. Let's get a little bit more in this same segment, and we'll jump a bit. Now, there is something to be said, and this is about anyone who wants to jump into uh, streaming or online politics. The number one, career- okay, now. Notice how he said anyone, but mm-hmm. he's saying it in the context of this story. Right. Like, this is a very slick armchair diagnosis way of, like, saying, leave this white woman alone. Like, if you're not going to leave this white woman alone for that reason, all right, niggers like William out there, mm-hmm. right? If it's not that, well, here, how about, let, let me try this argument on you, boy. About anyone who wants to jump into uh, streaming or online politics, the number one career uh, for YouTubers, uh, or sorry, for kids apparently, is becoming a YouTuber. That's the number one career prospect. So for everyone who wants to do that and make it big, um, let me do give you all a piece of advice because this is a, a very true thing. If you have problems with social anxiety, if you have problems with people calling you names or uh, making fun of you, if you have issues with that, if it in any way impacts your mental health, please be aware that if you do blow up, he's still fucking smiling. Mm-hmm. Up on social media for whatever reason and sometimes it's not even people who are trying sometimes people just go viral because someone else was filming them right uh it will take a toll on you that you may not be prepared to handle uh all right mm-hmm. like on the slick like i could i could imagine like if you're a true believer and you think that all white leftists are all acting in full good faith mm-hmm. like i could see how you like you it, you kind of put that in your head as like Oh, she had she had social anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like right. I, I wouldn't like, and then what do you do? You're gonna go to Twitter and you'll see some nigger like William 
bad mouthing mm-hmm. this fragile <laughs> all right flower of purity mm-hmm. and you'd be like she had social anxiety you oaf mm-hmm. <laughs> but also what's interesting to me about that is the way that he's framing it as like social anxiety or a mental health concern is by default saying that like so essentially the takeaway then is that anytime a white woman gets upset it's because you've triggered her mental health Anytime a, a white man shoots up an area, he's a, a, he was, a lone wolf. He was a lone wolf, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Set, set that one up. That's good. That's, that's Hold down white supremacy from the left. Nice. The surf times. And I can say this firsthand. I am someone who does not suffer. I'm like, this is another. Uh, I'm, I'm, this is checking my privilege. I don't suffer from anxiety. Are you I checking don't suffer- your privilege, though? Yes, he's checking his privilege. Is he? He's checking it. And it's, right, and it's right where he left it, goddammit. That's one of them fucking phrases that, like, it deserved to be a joke. It doesn't mean anything. You just say it. Like, I, I couldn't get with that one in my 20s when I started getting around, like, these little, like, Facebook groups and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what the hell is check your privilege? You just talk about it and feel kind of bad, vaguely. Oh. Okay. And then I guess that like fights systemic unchecked privilege. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right. <laughs> and then uh, did you want did you want to tinker around? Because um, again, I'm, I'm kind of like trying to recreate the evening sitting up there with <laughs> Phoenix and showing her this stuff because yes. you knew more about it than me already. Yeah. Uh, the individual that's on screen where he's playing that person's video. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go, that, yeah. let's go on over there. Yeah, and I have to say, like, uh, something that struck me um, listening to this the first time is that a lot of his, uh, the, the Surf Times guy, uh, a lot of his uh, video is basically just arguing that micro microaggressions don't deserve time or consideration. Like, that's how it read to me. Yeah. So. Yeah. When you come back to what, what did we start at when he said, um, you're using all this uh, right against somebody who's not actually trying to hurt you or oppress you and it's like well alright well fuck the microaggressions and so that would mean of course when nigger William disagrees with him and he says I'm indigenous not white and say (laughs) well I just microaggressed you and those are not what we gotta go to someone who's actually trying to oppress you yes People have levitated at me sometimes that, uh, you know, you don't recognize sometimes how much white privilege you have. Um, accused of, yes, uh, you know, uh, having the, the wrong take when it comes to marginalized people of color or, or stuff like that. Um, but you know, I also have to put myself in the shoes of, say, uh, Jesse Gender, who is trans, right? Um, and if uh, if she becomes famous and a whole bunch of people randomly uh, start attacking uh, uh, her. Oh, this is a different segment. No, 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 but how he's, no, how he's um, setting it up by saying that sometimes people tell me I don't always um, spot things in terms of race, race relations, so let me put myself in the shoes of this white trans woman? Sir, we were talking about racism, not trans women. Especially not white trans women. How does putting yourself in the place of, in the shoes of a white trans woman help you if the topic is anti-blackness or uh, white supremacy or racism? Like, I don't even understand. <laughs> Yeah, and I really can't do that. I can just link to a Maddie Stump video. That's what I can do. <laughs> right? Just, look, look, here's the actual person. Like, is this a white trans person talking about racism? Because that's what we're talking about is racism. <laughs> yeah, but that's not fun anymore. See, if we have to talk about racism, then I have to quit get canceled. <laughs> mm. 
hmm, hmm. anything from other people's uh, oppression. We're not. This this is not. You know, uh, pick and replace. You know, t uh, what's that uh, game uh, where you find people? Got who or something? Ugh, I'm I'm slow today. Uh, Jesse's also cool, cool as hell. All right, and so I think that might be the individual on the screen would be uh, the Jesse individual. Let's see. There they are. Okay, and it looks like it's going to pick up right where you and I left off, so okay. I'll run it back a couple minutes. Get that. This is a Phoenix Kalita reaction video. <laughs> there. Broke me most in Lindsay Ellis's. Oh, yeah, you said that uh, one thing you noticed uh, something about their gesticulation. Oh, yeah, that they don't. Yeah, until, until they do. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like the part where they do, it was like, so like uh, when they want you to believe this part. Right, yes. It's like a very earnest hand gesture thing that they do. Tactics. God, it's like office culture. Or, and prop up systems that continually still marginalize people. Even in stupid comments. Okay, this person speaks at very low decibels. So let me bring this down. Conversations like pop culture. And I'm not calling them stupid. And I'm not calling pop culture stupid. As obvious, I love pop culture. But, like, the way we get heated and angry and vitriolic over these conversations that never seem to wish to evolve beyond woke and SJWs is, uh, is part of that dynamic and an intentional part of that dynamic by the people. I'm going to put the play speed up to 1.25 dramatic pauser here mm. many oftentimes pushing those narratives and again I, I talked about creators messaging me i know other creators who constantly feel this who are just tired of being like we just want to talk about these issues and yes we want to talk about hard issues within these works but like does everything need to be an attack on our person attack on ourselves attack of uh, uh, on who we are attack on our sense of humanity Oh, wait. See, okay. again, so again, you're telling me that criticizing white women is attacking their humanity. Like, the, the language choices yeah. that are coming up, like... Their sense of humanity. Dude, someone was mean to you on Twitter. On the what? job that you chose. And a job that you're making, you should be a millionaire before the end of the year, if that's how your Patreon is going. Whew. Is that... And I want you all to know, I'm not getting burned out and doing YouTube. I still want to do YouTube. I'm not putting out this video to be like, oh, I'm done with YouTube just like Lindsay Ellis. I am in this fight. The one thing that broke In me this fight. It's a fight. What are you fighting? What are you fighting for? What are you They're fighting against? Fighting the woke mob. Everyone's fighting. I noticed that that has just become a white people versus people that, dis that critique Ugh. white people thing. It was conservative. And then what, like the, the bigger, more prominent left picks it up, right? It, it mm -hmm. comes down from what's it got? Kyle Kalinske. He mm -hmm. was a big one on that. And then I remember um, that was funny when um, when uh, Brianna Joy Grace still had credibility mm -hmm. and Benjamin Dixon accused her of holding water for white liberals. But I remember <laughs> in 2015 when Benjamin Dixon uh, when uh, he went in for David Pakman because David Pakman did not know how to respond to Elon James White flexing Ooh. identity politics. When we come to find out, Elon James White did get Soros money. 
as David Pakman speculated, David Pakman was right. Elon James White did get Soros money. David Pakman didn't know how to argue against him. Mm-hmm. So we got Benjamin Dixon to come in and play the black face to argue against identity politics in general. <laughs> well, it's a fight, you see. They're fighting it. It's a war. And they're, it's a culture war, even. They're they're beating the shit out of me like this fucking snow that I, if I if you see me on camera turn looking out the window, <laughs> this fucking snow. I have to get to work safely somehow. <laughs> and then uh here, a uh, small leftist win. I'm getting paid for my commute time. Woohoo! Yeah. You said go ahead and clock in when you leave the house. Neato. Most in Lindsay Ellis's essay. At the end there, where she says, you know, I regret all these things. That broke my heart. Because I know... I like the, also the tactical in it, right? Because they look, they make sure to make very direct eye contact with the camera mm-hmm. to say, that broke my heart. Mm-hmm. Pause. Eye contact. But also didn't say what she said. She regrets what? Yeah, they just said regret those all those things. things. What are those things? All those things. Hey, they're just those things, buddy. They are vitriolic over these conversations that never seem to wish to evolve beyond woke and SJWs is uh, constantly feel this. You're just tired of being like, we just want to talk about these issues. And yes, we want to talk about hard issues within these works, but like, does everything need to be an attack on our person, attack on ourselves, attack of uh, uh, on who we are, attack on our sense of humanity? Hmm. Always that. Let it rock. And I want you all to know, I am not getting burned out and doing YouTube. I still want to do YouTube. I'm not putting out this video to be like, oh, I'm done with YouTube, just like Lindsay Ellis. I am in this fight. The one thing that broke me most in Lindsay Ellis's essay at the end there, where she says, you know, I regret all these things. All these things. That broke my heart. Because I know why she's saying it. I know where she's coming from on it. I know why she feels that way. But I hope she recognizes. I hope she recognizes that her work mattered. It helped. It made the world a better place. So many of us, as I said before, owe what we have to her. What? Okay, first of all, what the fuck did she do that made the world a better place? I'm gonna need some... Excuse me for sounding like fucking Tariq right now, but I need some tangibles. Okay? First of all. Secondly, again, the fucking language choices are wild. So, did not specify what she said, when, and what she actually said was, I regret helping you people after all I've done for you and you don't fucking appreciate me. Right? Didn't specify that's what she said. And then goes on to tell her that her work mattered. What about the people she allegedly helped? Like, I just, I cannot get over the fucking, dare I say, caucasity, audacity, whiteness, arrogance, ignorance, whatever you want to call it, to have allegedly participated in social justice um, actions and then said, I regret helping you people. And it's about her feelings still. I hope you know your work mattered, though. If you tell me, if you tell me that you're quitting because I critiqued you and you regret ever helping me with racism, (laughs) we are going to have a whole ass conversation and it's not going to be about your fucking feelings. And, you know, and like, because how much they helped. I am a black people. I didn't even know this white person existed until I found out that they're racist, which that's just what I'm going to call her by the way she's at. She's acting as a racist white woman. Mm -hmm. Like she is weaponizing white womanhood in a classic sense. Very well, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
right? And she's like in her 20s, it looks like. All these these folks, look they all look super young to me. Yeah. I don't know if they're just good on moisturizer. You're going to look up Lindsay Ellis' age? I can, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, that's also something like young white womanhood in a system of white supremacy, young white women mm-hmm. give birth to new white supremacists. Right. It's a good thing to have. Yeah. You protect that. Lance, that's important to folks like Lance, ain't it? <laughs> For some reason, right? Lance well, doesn't even... Right, it's kind of like that, like, you're in the prisons of your minds, right? I'm going to start sounding like a hotep. Like, he doesn't even know why he's right. drawn She's 37. To- 37. All right, so you white people yeah. just good on moisturizer. Well, I mean, she's a professional content creator. I'm sure she can make herself look good on camera. Oh, that's a... Mm, yeah. Yeah, and then also, if it is business, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so your face is part of your uniform, right? You iron your uniform before work. Right. All right. Yeah, white people, they are like... That's the new cultural appropriation. White people trying to age like us. <laughs> they can look white. <laughs> You know what the fuck you're supposed to If you don't know, look at pictures of white people in the 80s. That's what you look like. And this work that she did, not to erase any mistakes that she made or harm that she's done, but I owe a lot to her. She mattered to me. She made a difference. So you're stand up for those things. But again, if you disavow it the minute you have a temper tantrum, you never actually stood up for those things. Yeah. Like, stop this. Stop this. I'll also note that um, this uh, what I see in some of these comment sections, this person's been a content creator for a decade or more. Mm-hmm. And has been, and Patreon has existed that long. But then right. also tip jars, right? You're looking at Patreon, you're just looking at like, that's the publish, the tip jars, the cash apps, the PayPals, the Venmos, and any other ones they have. Mm-hmm. Like, those all exist too, and that's all unaccounted for. Like, so this quite literally is a rich white woman mm-hmm. that everyone is bowing down to and saying, fucking coloreds back away mm-hmm. with your horrible gutter Twitter words. <laughs> ah, much. man. Pretty much. I'll get, I'll get to the end of this here. I'll, uh, I'll push this one toward the end. Skipping forward to the, um, it's a 46 minute video. I'll get to the 45 minute neighborhood. The requires its own amount of energy and not only, all of us only have the accountability to almost always outweigh the harm being done the count okay i want to give that more room now what are they what are they saying leading up to that and to make sure we hold them accountable okay make sure we hold them accountable all right so they're getting sued we're gonna hold mm-hmm. rich white women accountable okay damn it mm-hmm. and make sure we hold them accountable in relation to their power and harm that they have <laughs> And never forget that we should hold them accountable, hold them to critique and criticism. But also recognize that our online spaces, because of this dehumanization, generally tends to allow the accountability to almost always outweigh the harm being done. The accountability is outweighing the harm being done. That's an interesting use of the word accountability. So let's note that she joked about Harry, about someone making like fan fiction, like mm-hmm. pro- pornographic. Harriet Tubman with a slave owner. Yeah, por- yeah, yeah, that's it. Pornographic fan fiction of Harriet Tubman with a with a Twinkie slave owner. Mm-hmm. White woman joking about slave rape. Yeah, intergenerationally into 2021. Mm-hmm. Some Twitter comments are an accountability that outweighs that transgression 
this is what the white left in the world of Twitch streamers is arguing. See, I swear to God, all they're sounding like is like, quit bitching about microaggressions. I swear to God, that's all it is. Because isn't that how like racist white people already behave where they'll say something racist, right? And then be like, well, but I'm not a real racist. I've never said the N word or like, I'm not in the KKK. I'm not one of the real racists. Yeah. And like that, like, um, obsession with doing just asshole shit, but without being called an asshole, essentially. Yeah. Like that's essentially all this is to me. Dang. All right. Let's see how they, how they, they follow up that uh, statement. And inflict more harm back on somebody. And that we don't need to always have empathy for every other person, but just recognize that because empathy requires its own amount of energy and not only all of us only have a finite amount of it. But to recognize that, especially with people on a smaller platform, smaller creators with smaller power held, recognize that the accountability being what levied at them is not always commiserate. And because we've dehumanized them, that sometimes it's outright disgusting, horrible. It's outright disgusting and horrible. I mean, personally, I would be more disgusted as someone who resents doing any social justice work, but that's just me. I think that's what I wanted to say. Okay, well, that's what they wanted to say. Well, white women caping for each other. All right. Well, speaking of white women... Yes. In Masquerade District oh, Attorney. Oh, okay. Kelly, just gonna, just gonna go ahead and flip County it. Deputy All right. District Attorney. Oh, what up? What you got? Oh, because I was, because uh, I have been following this on Twitter as well. Oh, yes. And I just found this one tweet and it amuses me. Yes. It says, Lindsay Ellis was driven off the internet just a few days ago by the same supposedly non-existent cancel culture. And here we are pretending it must not exist or else it would paint us in a bad light. Were the Salem witch trials merely holding witches accountable too? The witch trials where they were... Yeah, killing people? Like, where they were hanging people and torturing them? Yes. The witch trials? You lynched this white woman. What? You did. What? And that's how I know, like, without going... Because I'm not going to go through all her videos. I'm simply not. And some people are going to say, like, that's not fair. You can't judge her if you don't go through them all. But based on her fan base? Mm-mm. No. The fan base is speaking volumes, as is that little whiny-ass essay she wrote. Fuck it, man. Fuck it. You know what? If that's the position that white women are in in the general hierarchy, then I'm calling them the N-word now. <laughs> All right, grocery store. How you doing, sir? Don't, don't talk to me, nigger. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Don't. Hey, 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 boy. I know. <laughs> you, you cannot say that. Yes, I can. Uh, no, you can't. Yes, I can. Mm-mm. Right? Like, you know, when you're driving and like the, the fucking... The high schools, they have the kids out jogging yes. for the for the teams. Mm-hmm. Right, pass by, just be like, ah, oh, gee, they got a fucking moon cricket parade over here. What? No, Jesus Christ! That. Is it for a basketball team? You can't say that. Fucking nigger ass white women playing playing b ball, <laughs> huh? Shooting some hoops. <laughs> I t- I tell you, mm-hmm. you ever see them? Like like you see the suburban movies and they're just out. Don't in front give of the them house? that word. They're gonna start saying that they can say it now. They don't. They can. They do. They do. But we're not trying to encourage that. (laughs) We're trying to stop it, not encourage it. Jesus. Oh, God. I see him out in front of fucking porch monkeys. The bloody lot of them. That's what they are. Porch monkeys. You you knew that, didn't you? Yeah. No, I'm not giving them our slurs. (laughs) Thank you very much. We can make up new ones for them. We're creative. That's what we do. 
All right. Well, let's create something. Uh-huh. Orange County Deputy District Attorney Kelly Earnby has died of complications from COVID-19. <laughs> she oh. was a vocal critic of vaccine and mask orders. KKL9 Sarah Donchi got reaction from Orange County District Attorney Todd Spitzer. I'm Kelly Earnby. I'm running for the state assembly in the 74th district. Kelly Earnby, a rising star in the Orange County Republican Party and deputy district attorney in Orange County, has died after contracting COVID-19. Just a phenomenal prosecutor and a great, great friend. She worked as part of the Orange County District Attorney's environmental protection team, prosecuting those accused of polluting the environment. Orange County District Attorney Todd Spitzer said Earnby had been out of work for several days and that his office was shocked to learn the news of her death. There were literally people who took a knee to the floor. I mean, they it was like they were sucker punched. So today we're walking in Huntington Beach where I live. We're knocking on doors, meeting the voters. Earnby ran for an Orange County State Assembly seat in 2020, earning key endorsements from her party, but ultimately losing to the incumbent. She instead worked with the Orange County GOP as a committee member. The organization remembered her in a statement Tuesday that said in part, the Republican Party of Orange County is greater because of Kelly Earnby, and her passing leaves a giant void for all of Orange County. While Kelly... So that, that kind of statement, mm -hmm. death cult, Mm -hmm. We're greater because a member died? Yep. We're greater by losing numbers. Yes. The less there are of us, the greater we are. Yes. Death cult. Fucking Christ. He is no longer with us. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm being outraged. <laughs> I'm in an uproar. Excuse me. Arr, outrage. <laughs> Her fighting spirit will live on through our entire OCGOP family. Earnby has been <laughs> I mean, a vocal critic. that hard, did she? Oh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm having a really hard time struggling with like anti-vax people who are dying from COVID. I'm not. I don't. I don't feel bad for them. Yeah, at least I you're don't. struggling with it still. I'm at that. <laughs> you're like I've given up. Fuck them. I'm like you fucking fuckers. Because <laughs> like biggest fuck them biggest fuck them biggest. <laughs> yeah, it's like I feel like when I'm walking upstairs in the factory, I'm like, man, this would be good breathing if I didn't have to wear a fucking mask. But you fucking monkeys go to every goddamn festival and mm -hmm. concert and you gotta just kids in school and go to the barbecue and they have the damn chili cook-off out here. Yeah. And after the chili cook-off, you look up, oh look, 10 people got it that we know of. Mm -hmm. Ah, damn. And then I got people that probably, um, like the one where we think he lied and said he got it. Mm -hmm. And then like, he's not going to go back on that lie. So he's going to tell other conservatives, I got it and I came out fine. Right. And, and I it's just, just like the flu. Yeah. And it happened to be the exact amount of fucking uh, personal days I had on the calendar for the job mm -hmm. and the last month of the year. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right after Thanksgiving, I just happened to have the fuck <laughs> out of here. <laughs> And then they believe it, and they're like, what? It's nothing. Right. And then I heard us, um, I was listening to that program, The Status Coup. I, I'm failing on remembering the host's name. Hmm. But they were talking about uh, Joe Rogan. Yeah. And uh, Joe Rogan talking about, I'm a healthy guy. I got I was fine after six days. And he's like, but why were you fine after six days? You threw the kitchen sink at it. Right. You took every single thing possible. Right. But also you are already healthy to start with. You don't, that we know of, don't have like um, a bunch of chronic health conditions. You have health insurance. You get essentially preventative maintenance on your body. I, I would assume yeah. or presume. 
Like, yeah, that's very different than someone who hasn't been to a doctor in 10 years, has high blood pressure, and is, like, pre-diabetic getting COVID. Like, that's a very different... And, like, they never talk about that. Because, I and, like, and that's part of why I hate this whole, like, it's just, like, the flu thing, because the flu kills people, too. Yeah. Not everybody even survives the flu. What the fuck are you talking about? And flu deaths were down because of fucking restrictions. Yeah. Restrictions save lives. Libertarianism, well. COVID-19 vaccine mandates and restrictions during the pandemic. It was unclear if she was vaccinated herself. Yep. Oh, oh, oh. We'll get to that. <laughs> it was unclear if she was vaccinated herself. She All was right. not vaccinated. All right. Colleagues said Tuesday they were frustrated by what they described as cruel responses to her death being posted online. I don't know, quite frankly, whether she was vaccinated or not. Uh, quite frankly, it's none of my business. But I can just tell you this, um, some of the comments and, um, you know, dialogue oh, on my second, case. Who is this? This person? Oop, let's he run was back one of her co-workers, right? Yes. So that means he said it's not my business if she got. But y'all worked in the same office. At the beginning of this, they said she had been calling out of work because she was sick. You don't think you should fucking know if she was vaccinated when you were sharing breathing space with this person? Uh, I'm in Orange County, California. What? what? We can afford healthcare. Um, oh, man. Um, oh. A, uh, county webpage regarding page. and Kelly um, have been just cruel. Ernby was 46. No, they were probably hilarious. I haven't even seen them yet. <laughs> like, lefties got good jokes, man. Lefties do, but also, like, again, with that fucking fake-ass shit, do you honestly want me to believe that you're genuinely offended by getting made fun of by leftists? But you know what? You can't leave those kind of comments. Because, like, she's gonna have to resurrect herself and quit YouTube over all <laughs> these canceled? fucking mean comments. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, but when God cancels you, it's over, over. It's, o it's over, over? It's over, over. And God canceled her. It's fucking Satan slacking again. Ugh. Six years old and is survived by her husband. She was outspoken about a lot of issues, including vaccinations. Uh -huh. None of that, none of that takes away from the beautiful person she was. The it literally does. Being anti-vax is getting people killed and not just her. It literally takes away from your quality as a person to still be pushing anti-vax conspiracies. What is wrong with these people? Also, it doesn't take away. It took her away. The whole person is gone. 100% of the person is gone. Orange County GOP says they have yet to receive details about services and that they want to respect the family's privacy. I'm Sarah Donchi, KCAL 9 News. Mm -hmm. All right, so it was unclear whether she was vaccinated or not. Um, the Orange County Register headline, Husband Kelly Earnby wasn't vaccinated when she died of COVID-19 complications. New York Post, anti-mandate prosecutor who died of COVID was not vaccinated, colon, husband. All right, uh, mm -hmm. skippy flippy jibby boo and right here in the Facebook thread is her husband, Matthias Enby, saying she was not vaccinated. That's the problem. <laughs> well, oh, so he knows what the problem is. Okay, well. Oh, it was not unclear. She was not vaccinated. CBSN 
please do an update, motherfuckers. <laughs> God damn. And today is January 5th. This video was up today, January 5th. Is there a date stamp on this article? January 4th. What are you yep. doing? Right. What are you doing? Why, why so immediate? This is a fucking, at this point in time, a $400 a month operation. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, I Googled it. I didn't even go to Yahoo. Right. I have to say the Ask That Nigga Jeeves line. That's a part of my, my thing. <laughs> and I didn't ask that nigga Jeeves. All right. And we're looking at 2.43 p.m. I'm confident in that. I can go ahead and leave at the top of the hour at 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, your man, Eric? Okay. Let's go on over here to New York City. Right. All right. This so fucking guy. First, we're in the world of uh, YouTube. We went over to California. Let's keep it coastal. We're going to New York City with Eric Adams. And it was it, from the his rhetoric around on other shit other than this clip. Mm-hmm. He seemed like a Democrat type because I didn't follow this guy. Oh, uh, he was a Democrat, and then he left the party, joined the Republicans, and then left the Republicans and went back to Democrat. Okay. He's set hopping. What set are you from? Stay. January, February, March, April. Four months? Four months, okay. And this video is embedded on the Newsweek. Eric Adams says cooks, dishwashers don't have academic skills to sit in a corner office. Of not having this business patronized, not having a restaurant patronized, not having business travelers come here to the city to go to our hotels. That is going. And I will do what I can with those decibels. He is popping the shit out of his decibels. Hmm. To be devastating for our economy. And I don't know if my businesses are sharing with their employees. You are part of the ecosystem of this city. My low-skill workers, my cooks, my dishwashers, my messengers, my shoe shine. All right, low-skill. They always have to be low-skilled. And he said shoe shine. Yeah. Nigga. God damn. And he said my low-skilled workers. I get like you got elected, but Jesus Christ, my. All right. People, those who work in Dunkin' Donuts, they cannot, they don't have the academic skills to sit in a corner office. They need this. Also, academic skills? Right. Well, and, like, what'll get you in a corner office, right, would be, like, most likely nepotism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or then, like, if you produce so much that you just get promoted to that level. Right. Right? Like, really, if I just said, I'm going to be the badass machine operator of ever and really put my all into it. And also how much overtime you do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they just want to see that you're a fucking loyal worker and you'll get promoted. Yeah. Like you'll get there. People get there from the floor. I will not use the language all the time because capitalism is a pyramid scheme. There are very few corner offices. That's another factor. Mm-hmm. Definitely. We are in this together. All right. We're in this together, but we're your shine boys. Uh-huh. So he did to get your fucking shine box thing. What else he's do you know about this asshole. guy? Um, that essentially he's an asshole. Um, <laughs> like honestly. So basically, because he's black, he tries to like basically pimp that identity and say that he can um basically do work with the neighborhoods, you know, to do like community outreach and like rebuild community relations between non-white people and police. 
Uh, when Giuliani was in, he complained about stop and frisk policies, but that was back then. But now, when he was running, he considers himself a conservative on crime. Oh, Chris Rock style. Uh-huh. And he also said, uh, where did it go? Chris Rock, also from Brooklyn. Yes. Um, the, let's see, experts are anticipating he to be somewhere between de Blasio and Giuliani as mayor. That's really not promising. They're both horrible on police issues. Um, but where the fuck did the one go? Um, he's telling people he has a holistic vision and we can put that methodology into practice. But a keep holistic in, vision. A holistic vision. The but keep in mind, that? he also has a plan to bring back plain clothes anti-crime squads to do stop and frisks. Plain clothes anti-crime. That sounds like an unknown unknown. I think it's a known unknown. It's a known or an unknown, unknown or unknown. An, or an unknown known. But niggas be knowing. They're gonna wanna unknow it when he implements it. Yeah, good, yeah, this they is are. Good podcast. Making but- this episode public. <laughs> oh, actually, no. Nah, this is a Phoenix and William episode. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, $10 a month level Patreon. <laughs> yeah, but we just got new people listening, so maybe it should be public. Oh, and you know what? I think it should be public. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's basically, uh, you know, doing like the fears on rising crime and saying that we need to bring back um, anti-crime policies. So this is, he's basically the broken windows mayor. Yeah. Having a good anti-crime team will take guns off the streets. Okay. We'll take guns off the streets. Mm-hmm. Take incentive to have guns off the streets. <laughs> what? No? You mean giving someone like a fucking $50 gift card isn't enough? A $50 gift card in fucking New York? <clears throat> like, I, I, I was, uh, I, I, I interact with this photographer and, uh, and chef out there. And um and they're fucking paying two thousand I think he said two thousand six hundred a month in rent for a basement unit apartment. Mm-hmm. What fifty dollar gift card? Fifty dollar gift card to piss on? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's what they talk about that unit in here. So, um, like they mentioned in 1999, four plainclothes street crime unit officers fatally shot uh, Mr. Diallo. Remember that? He was a West African immigrant um, outside the apartment. Oh. Yeah. Mm, yes. Yeah, so that's why the NYP eventually disbanded them. But he's going to bring them back because he has a holistic vision on how to rebuild community. What's this 85105 fucking governor? What is this <laughs> shit, man? <laughs> So, yeah, um, he's going to bring it back. So, like, let's look for tons of uh, NYPD abuse. But, you know, this is how he's going to repair community relations. And if you tell him, I think I sent you the other link, two of him talking. Uh, If you complain about it, he will tell you that he's worn a bulletproof vest for 22 years and protected the people of the city. So unless you also have been a cop, you do not have a right to question him. That seems safe. Punitive segregation. I am not going to be in a city where dangerous people assault innocent people, go to jail, and assault more people. You cannot have a jail system where someone sexually assaulted. Wait, was this the one? I thought that was the one. Right, with the... uh, Um, It's 129, a minute and 29 seconds. Oh. That he is wearing the same outfit, though, so it probably is. 59. Okay. 
And yours is a minute 29? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'm on the... Wait, this is when you tagged me in, though. Yeah, but it should be in there somewhere. It's the He's wearing the same outfit in both of them, so... Okay. Salt a staffer, slash a, an inmate, and then say, it is all right. I'm going to give you an iPad and just hug you and say, don't do it again. Whoa. Is that what's happening? No, that's not... Of course that's not what's the, happening. That was a fucking Alex Jones segment right there. What the fuck oh, was that? Oh, because there's been tons of pushback about Rikers. Um, because an inmate actually successfully sued, saying that... Um, you know how essentially once you're convicted, you're uh, property of the state, right? Yeah. And so this guy who's still awaiting trial basically sued and said that the conditions in Rikers were so um, horrific that he should be let out before his uh, before his trial because he's essentially being punished as an inmate while he is not technically an inmate because he hasn't been convicted of a crime yet. So there's been like a ton of pushback about Rikers. And he actually won, by the way, which is impressive because that's a very rare thing to win. So there's like tons of pushback about closing down Rikers, getting people out of Rikers, especially with COVID going on as well. And he's just like, no, put them in there. Well, now, to my understanding, Jay-Z's getting Rikers closed. Oh, yeah, Jay-Z yeah. is definitely going to get Rikers yeah, closed. Yeah, he's going to sure. get uh -huh. Rikers closed, and then they're going to convert it to be Umar Johnson's school for boys. Uh-huh. And they're going to have billionaire brunch there? Shit, on some level, it already is. It's New York City's school for boys on mm. some level. Slash a, an inmate, and then say, it is all right. I'm going to give you an iPad and just hug you and say, don't do it again. No. If you are violent, you must be removed from population so that you don't inflict, inflict violence on other people. That's clear. If you want to work as a partner, call me. Hear my, my understandings and my belief. The one thing that's different from everyone that signed a letter, letter and Eric Adams, I wore a bulletproof vest for 22 years and protected the people of this city. From what? The other cops? I don't think you did. No, you did not. Yeah, wait. For 22 years, was Eric Garner anywhere in that 22-year span? Yes. He was in office when Giuliani was in office at the height of stop and frisk. The fuck were you protecting anybody from? I was protecting the cast of Friends for 22 years. <laughs> Joey and Chandler could get their coffee in peace because I kept those fucking thugs from Brownsville from making them ante up and yapping them fools. And when you do that, then you have the right to question me on safety and public safety matters. This is a, a pro-freedom of speech guy. Right, but also keep in mind, <laughs> keep in mind the way he framed it, though. It started off by saying, if you want to know, I'll work with you. Come talk to me and find out my ideas. And instantly morphed into, if you haven't done this shit, you don't get to talk. <laughs> like, within three sentences, it went from, I'm willing to work with anyone, to, you don't get to say things. If you haven't been a gangster and put in work, you can't ride with me. That was basically what he said. I think I know a little something about this. I'm going to protect my correction officers. I'm going to protect the inmates that are serving time. No, and not. I'm not going to allow violent people to do violence and think they can do it without being held accountable. And we can do it in a humane fashion. And if anyone wants Humane to punishment. Yes. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you know what? In America, it's high time we had humane jails. Mm. All right? Mm -hmm. Humane uh, solitary confinement. Mm -hmm. All right? A humane infirmary unit. Yeah. Humane uh, rat droppings in the food. Well, well, that's, a, that's transhumanism. 
Mm -hmm. uh, those are those are uh, gay rats <laughs> by uh, lead in the water system. Talk to me about that. Don't write a letter. Call me and speak with me. That is how we're going to resolve this. Really? So you can just be but, called. But also, he just said, <laughs> if you haven't done the time being a cop, don't talk to me. So are we trying to talk to you or not, my nigga? Or are you saying you only talk to cops? He only talks to cops. I think that's where they put the, they, they, they type in the word red flag so that the emoji comes up. Mm -hmm. But then you do it like 35 times mm -hmm. and then take a screenshot and put Only it talks to other cops. <laughs> red flags. Blue lives are red flags. There's a body of people. On some level, that second scarf he's wearing is a red flag. Mm-hmm. So Ooh, is the one behind him. Ooh, behind him. The American flag right behind him. Oh, God, there it is. God, it's a red. Coming into the city council, they have no desire in moving our city forward. Their desire is to be disruptive. What I am going to do, I'm going to ignore them. I'm going to stay committed, undistracted. So, again, you keep I'm, saying to talk to you and then telling people to not I'm talk to you. What are to you ignore, doing? Look at how he smiles when he says the real part. Like, he's like, when I have to say the bullshit talking points where I'm open to you, I am frowning, but when I tell you to go fuck yourself, I am grinning. <laughs> I kind of look like the Grinch a little bit, and maybe I'll get landed in a roll. Jim Carrey, eat your heart out. <laughs> and I'm going to grind. If they like it or not, I'm the mayor. If they this man is fucking evil. <laughs> this man is evil. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, if I lived in New York, I'd be like, it might be time to go with this yeah. guy. This is some, uh... It is 2.56 in the PM. I am getting the funk out of here. Audio uploaded now. Video uploaded after the shift. So five hours later. But of course, video uploads slow. Six hours later. Right. All right. And you probably want to warm up that they're vehicular. Yes. And I even had white on white crime stories and we didn't do any of them. God damn it. Shit, we didn't. We didn't. That's fine. Still did old smart ass episode. <laughs> All right. WineCellarMedia.com. When you go there, the homepage is now a static page with just the latest public free podcast episodes. And, uh, but, oh yeah, Phoenix Leader declared that this will be one of those episodes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Just so you know, next time we come back, I do have a Florida man story. Florida feller story? About a 74-year-old Florida man who was chasing people with a knife on his electric scooter. No. <laughs> what? Oh, yes. We yeah. When we come back, we will have more things for y'all. All right. <laughs> All right. You, that's the world you live in. Good day. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.